Indeed, all praise, absolutely all praise, belongs to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The just. The kind. The all-knowing, the all-seeing, the all-hearing, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The Lord of might and majesty and beauty and love and gentleness. The one who never described himself with anger, but with gentleness and forbearance and forgiveness. The one who is oft forgiving. Very often, all the time, you can argue, forgives and overlooks the wrongdoings of part of his creation. Violence, evil actions, abominations, things which are detested, disliked by most of us. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is witness to all of that at all times in his creation and yet being so kind and forgiving he overlooks and pardons we are also supposed to have those traits and qualities in us <coughs> by following the true example of our messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam who took those noble qualities and traits from his creator and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala confirmed that by describing him in that particular way in his holy Qur'an. Ra'ufun rahim bil mu'minina ra'ufun rahim. He was so kind and gentle and forgiving and pardoning. Fa'afu anhum wasfah. The Qur'an orders the Prophet. And he was afu. Gentle. Pardoning and forgiving. All he took care of is that Allah is not angry with him. If people were not happy with him and insulted him, that didn't really bother him that much, in essence. In his inner being, he knew how to deal with it. For as long as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was pleased with him. So of course, I am happy, and I'm sure every one of you is happy, that since this morning, at least a four-day truce has been broken by hard efforts of some countries, as I understand, and so, so many good-willing individuals, reasonable people, people of calm and composure and reason, not anger and emotion and aggression and violence and despite and enmity and hatred and evil, but people who know that Conflicts don't benefit anyone. People who know that violence is not necessary is the last course of action just to protect maybe your life or property, but it's not needed beyond certain limits. So we praise Allah. I'm grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that we are witness to this day in particular. Because I know, I remember many times when truth was brokered, in the war that I grew up in. Even though there were few days and hours here and there, and then one or the other side breaks the truce, it still benefits everyone. Don't undermine the four-day truce that has been broken by hard efforts of so many people. 
What it means in reality is that thousands of innocent people will be spared. It will save thousands of innocent lives. And it will allow many other thousands to be healed and treated as they deserve, which is the basic human right of anyone that has been wounded or hurt or made homeless or etc. Thousands and thousands of trucks of necessary humanitarian aid will go now and it's already going in. The Gaza Strip. And that is your and my probably donation, I hope. The money that we couldn't spare with the goodwill and hope in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that we invested at the right place for the right reasons is now going in and reaching those that are very much in need of it. But there are further good outcomes of this particular truth, I would say, beyond the direct recipients and beneficiaries of it. Worldwide, even to us here in Cambridge, did we not see that tensions are at extremely high level since the very first day of conflict in Palestine. I don't think so. It's wise to deny that as well. It is actually really true. Many people, they have lost control of their emotions since that time. And they are all known to be decent and good people. And what happened is, we are witnesses to uncontrolled anger by so many individuals that we would never think that they would be capable of displaying such a degree of anger, unrestrained anger. It's called Al-Ghayr in the Qur'an. And the Qur'an has a technique which is called Kaazimin Al-Ghayr. Kaazim Al-Ghayr. How do you curb, control, otherwise uncontrolled anger? bit of emotion that is human to all of us, natural. And when the Prophet ﷺ in the hadith I read to you advised one of his close companions, do not get angry. He did not mean eliminate anger from your personality, like don't have any bit of anger in yourself. No, he didn't say that, that's impossible. By our human nature, we will also become angry. But there is good and bad anger. And today I just wanted to share with you this particular notion. Since the very first day of conflict, and as soon as I saw acts of violence, I called very nicely and clearly for reason, calm and composure. Don't make any decisions, don't rush into judgments, don't rush into this and that purely based on your own subjective emotional state, your emotions, and maybe you are already triggered, you don't even know by what you saw, because your eye led you to that trigger, because you are not used to seeing a violence like that. By what you heard with your ears, triggered you, triggered this motion of anger within yourself. And you are actually being triggered and really and truly furious and in rage and anger, you don't even notice. Don't know, because the, your anger took over, blinded you. 
And maybe there are some people who are still triggered and still don't know exactly what's happening within themselves. So that's why I said, despite that clear message of going back to reason, not emotions, aql, intellect, reason and calm and composure, that's how Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam dealt with difficult situations and emotional mess, that's how he dealt with it. With the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I said in today's khutbah, I'll just share with you something that our esteemed Shaykh wrote many years ago. This chapter of a book that I read many, many years ago really rings bells very strongly nowadays. As if he wrote it in response to what is happening now. But there are so many other great articles of his really that directly give us insight and response to what is happening. The first message is what I said last week. It's time we go back to the Qur'an. Believe me, brothers and sisters, answers to all of our dilemmas, contemporary modern dilemmas, are in the Qur'an. That's one of the big reasons why Allah revealed the book onto the mankind. Through the medium of a messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, our beloved messenger received that amazing, extraordinary revelations that a huge mountain would crush if you were to descend on it. But his heart, spiritual heart, was backed by Allah. And he kept sending it to him piecemeal, means bit by bit, so that he also as a human being doesn't crush. But the opposite happened. His heart was strengthened one time after another. Every time the new revelations came, more of thabat of his qalb occurred until he grew into a huge mountain of patience and forbearance and forgiveness and pardoning and gentleness. So the Prophet's model is clearly displaying for us how should we react in times of violence, conflict, difficulties, disagreements, etc. Or when insults are hurled at us directly. How do you behave? We know. I mentioned some of it. But let me focus on this notion of anger. We don't deny that we all have issues with anger, anger management. I get angry, not denying that. But the question really is, why do I get angry and for who? For what reason? Did I ever get angry for Allah? Like my messenger did on a few occasions when he was displaying redness on his face or anger. Or I did so for my own self. Our Shaykh reminds us in that article, a feature of today's time is for us to be able to distinguish between good and bad anger. Bad anger, he, called, he calls it demonic anger. And then later on in his article, he says, when you do not control your anger <clears throat> and you let it take over, what actually happens, the animalistic side of you, you're shifting away from the pure nature, fitrah. Yeah, you're shifting away from that and you're going very close towards the animalistic nature that we all have, in, that is within yourself. And you then just act out of your instinct. That's not praiseworthy. That's not what we want to achieve. We want to be in control of our emotions primarily in control of our anger that can go out of control and it did 
for so many of us in the past few weeks. Okay? I don't deny my own uh, failure. So, but let us again appeal strongly and say, why are we angry here? For what? And what is my anger going to do? What does the Quran teach me? What does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala want from me? And how was it that his messenger وسلم, responded in such situations? Clearly, it was always if he was angry for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Really. And every time there were moments when he would show firmness in the books of Sirah, in the hadith that mentioned something like that, what dominated? Our scholars analyzed every hadith that included a kind of disagreement or, or a conflict. Domi what dominated is pardon and forgiveness. That was the messenger of Allah, the best of mankind. Every time what stood out at the end of the whole story, even if someone attacked him really badly and strongly and heavily, the Prophet ﷺ always was the bigger person. He managed to do that. Why? Because he had so, such a solid, strong faith. And our Shaykh argues in his article, when you are able to get rid of bad anger, that basically just means that you have strong faith. On the other hand, I'm afraid to say, any one of us who loses it, that can only point that there's something wrong with your faith. Like, I remember Sheikh Abdul Qadir al-Jailani, he would say like, why are you like going, <laughs> so to say like crazy, like losing it? Seek forgiveness to Allah. So like, Sheikh, why would I make istighfar? What have I done? He said, you don't know, but maybe you have accused Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala of a qadr, your fate, that is unfair. Or maybe you hate your particular fate, your particular course of life. And you are showing displeasure to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because what happened to you is by the will of God. Therefore, turn to him and seek his forgiveness. So that he can forgive you on such a reaction. Because the real bottom line, whenever we are wasteful, it means we are ungrateful. Whenever we are angry and uncontrollable, it could also mean that we are not pleased with the divine decree, with our own individual divine fate. So, please remember those points. And remember, the Quranic teaching. Sheikh nicely wrote about this and he gave some commentary from Imam al-Tabari and Sheikh Ahmed al-Zarruq gave a nice uh, explanation there as well, he cites. So the Quranic teaching is this. Right? The good and evil are never going to be equal. They are just not equal. Good and bad is not the same. Good anger and bad anger is not the same. Yes, you are angry for the sake of Allah, you might be rewarded. You have displayed demonic anger, bad anger. Surely you may be punished for it. And the consequences of your reaction or action or overreaction could be very dire, severe, really severe. That you may regret it for the rest of your life. But not just for the rest of your life here, because we are believers in the hereafter. It could be a regret that may last for good. That will be too late. 
There is no turning point then. That will be too late. You don't want to risk that. You want to be smarter than that. And the way to do that is to curb, to control your emotions, your, your anger in particular. So the Quran says, The good and the evil are not equal. Repel the evil deed with one that is better than it. Okay? Look how the Quran teaches us. It's like, you did this to me, I'll do exactly the same to you. The notion of reciprocity. Haq, right, true. The Quran doesn't want us to do that. Someone did something not so nice to you. You don't do that back to them. That is very, very hard. I'm telling you. It's not easy. It's not easy to allow someone to insult you and you do not react. But it is possible. It is noble. It is Islamic. It is prophetic. So the Quran says, repel evil with that which is better. You don't do the same thing to them. And I'll tell you one hadith and I'll just finish this ayah. What does the Quran says? Shaykh writes like this, well, like, wait and see the outcome if you were able, if you managed to repel evil with good. Or at least don't retaliate in the same manner, but be a little bit better than what you faced, what someone slapped you in. Don't slap them that hard, or don't even slap them at all if you could. Wait and see what will happen. You shall see the one between whom, you and whom, is enmity, 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 adawa. It's like my, my fault, enemy. As if he were your best friend. He becomes your dear friend. Like someone you can trust and talk to and someone you can lean on to that's what is going to happen who said this allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who has spoken better truth than allah no one who has never failed in any of his promises no one but allah subhanahu wa ta'ala never fails in his promise so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told her this and then he linked it to actual anger, which could also be related to shaitan and his whisperings, but that's called nazr. But what do you do in every situation? You turn to Allah and you seek Allah's help in it. And that's why I'm coming back to the hadith. The Prophet clearly said, even a child can understand this. The moment you feel angry, say, A'udhu billahi min shaitan Isn't this simple advice, but so easy to apply? And then he said, okay, if you are standing up, sit down. Because you are very likely to walk towards someone and hit them. Or pick something and throw at them. Or hit them hard from the top. But when you are sitting down, you can't hit them on the head if they are standing up. It's going to be a miracle. And then he even said something else in relation to anger. Anger is from shaitan, he said. And shaitan is made of fire, he said. So when you get angry, make wudu. Because that water symbolically even though but it will curb the heat which is boiling within, beneath the skin. 
within your veins. Wudu will fix the problem. And listen to the last hadith I mentioned. On one occasion, Sayyidina Abu Bakr, you know who he was? The best of people after prophets. Right? The prophet, said so. And he was known for his forbearance. But on one occasion, someone molested him, like really kept going after him, bullying him. And Abu Bakr really tried his best not to argue back. But this person was really adamant on bullying him and insulting him and disrespecting him. So one day, in the presence of the Prophet wasallam, okay, he did so, and Abu Bakr didn't argue back. He just like took it and like withheld himself, controlled his anger, and swallowed the very bitter pill. And the Prophet wasallam stayed where he was. Another time, the same person argued, and Abu Bakr could no longer control because we have limits. Remember that. We have limits as humans. He talked back, like argued back. He lost it in a way, like a little bit. The Prophet immediately got up and walked away. Just left the meeting, the session. And then Abu Bakr says to him, when that gentleman insulted me and I said nothing, like to defend myself, you stayed in your place. But when he insulted me second time and I actually tried to defend myself, like speak up for myself, talk back. But it was arguing back for nafs. He said, you got up and left. He said, that's right, Abu Bakr. Because I will never stay in a place where shaitan, devil, comes to be your advisor or companion, so to speak. He said, wherever shaitan appears, I leave the place. Why? Because anger is linked to shaitan and his influence and his presence that we don't notice that we don't see. So I pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that we clearly distinguish between good and bad anger from today on. And I also pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala if we ever were to display some kind of wrath, al-ghadab, it is lillah and for, for Allah alone. Or his deen and his messenger or the sanctities of our deen. And also we pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he enables us to control curb withhold our anger because that's what he says in the Holy Quran and we pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he opens the hearts and minds of those who make big decisions to stop inflicting terror and uh, injustice uh, upon innocent people so that they leave them at least alone just to leave them alone and not hurt them anymore and I pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he forgives us our mistakes and our our shortcomings of the past.